Today we're talking about SEO, super, super important for your wedding business. With us, Mr. David Stubbs, everybody. All that matters is, is that when you're thinking about SEO, what do the couples actually search for? You've got something called user experience. That's an actual real life bride and groom coming to your website. You'll want to convince them to get in touch and book you. And then you've got to also be appealing to Google. You could do all of that and still not rank because... Hey, be sure you stick around because we're only getting warmed up. Out of all of SEO, this is one of the only things you must do. So that's that's the biggest tip is you need one of them. That's a need thing. Welcome to Think Wedding Business, the podcast where we interview leading wedding entrepreneurs and find out what makes them a success in the industry. With me, Howard Wing. And me, Adam Wing. Whether you're a florist or a photographer, a cake maker, videographer, new to the industry or just looking for some inspiration, then this is the place to be. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. How are we doing guys? Welcome back to Think Wedding Business. Today's an exciting one and it's a different one to be honest because it's a subject that I don't really know anything about but it's super, super important for your wedding business. Uh, Today we're talking about SEO. What does SEO mean? Search engine optimization. That's right. It's keeping That's it really right. simple. And we have got in today to chat to us all about it. Probably one of the, I'm going to say, the, the biggest authorities expert, on yeah, SEO in the biggest the, expert I, I know, know. Yeah. in the wedding industry who utilizes this tactic for his wedding business. And it's a brilliant one. So we're really pleased today to have with us Mr. David Stubbs, everybody. Here he is in the house. Thank you for having me. Well, before, before we get started, Howard, how well do you think your website is SEO'd? I've got no idea. Well, it's a good job David Stubbs is here then, isn't so, it? Listen, if you've been following me now for a long time, you know that we're big advocates for networking and that personal branding and meeting your clients and getting out. But sometimes people, they might not want to do that, but they still want to get work in the industry and it's how do you do it? SEO is going to be one of those things you're going to have to employ because um, we're not all sort of extra bit people want to go out and network and go to the parties, but we still want to get work in the industry. So SEO and having that tied into your website and everything else that you yeah. do is going to be very massively beneficial. Game, isn't it? And, and for, for those that are happy doing both, you should be doing as much as you can, but certainly if you're an introvert, it's a, it's a great tactic. So, Dave Stubbs, well done. Thanks uh, for being uh, here. Thank you for having well me. Done. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Um, you, Howard, you've just done a little video on your phone, like introducing this Instagram, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. That fills me with dread. the thought I was honestly in awe of you just picking your phone up and just doing that like within seconds and I was just like there's no way in a million years I could do that and I think that's probably why I'm into SEO more because I prefer to hide behind my keyboard and just be a little bit more quiet yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm an introvert, but I just don't, I can't no, go No, you're as not, far because I've worked with you on many weddings yeah. over the years. And when you're on the wedding, you're just like any other photographer, a really good photographer who can work well with a couple, who can communicate well, and same with the guests. But outside of weddings, you don't really want to be doing all the networking no, stuff, no, do you? No, no. And there's not a lot of people, probably, well, there's some people that don't want to do that. So, is that with, why you got into SEO then, Dave? To- maybe I th- I've never been big on social media. You know, yeah. I've do social media. I've done. I, I do social media for SEO, with the priority of it feeding into my SEO. We can talk about more, talk more about that later if you want. But yeah, um, no, I, I just don't feel like that's me. And I, I think I said not in an introvert, but equally, I think I just prefer to do something a bit more technical. I think I'm more technical minded, and that's probably why I got into photography anyway. Um, 
and then yeah I think that's probably what led me into getting into more SEO to run my business really and yeah. obviously you're a I mean renowned wedding photographer uh, that and a lot of the listeners will know that um, but you run these SEO workshops for photographers yeah. uh, and how, how many years have you been doing that you've been doing it a so while so I started in 2016 Okay. And I started doing in small groups at hotels in Manchester, which worked really well. Yeah. And then as soon as COVID hit, no, everyone lost their weddings, as we all know. And then suddenly everyone wanted SEO help. What can we do with our time when we've got not shooting weddings? And I, yeah. I over the first COVID lockdown, I worked with 100 photographers one-to-one on Zoom. Around wow. about 100 wow. photographers, yeah. Not just the UK, abroad as well. So mm. work people in America and Europe and mm. places like that. But yeah, it really That's really good, off. that. It's an extra leg to your business. It's a bit like yeah. what Neil Redfern was saying. You have yeah, a, yeah. different offshoots and little side hustles yeah, from your main stuff, business. Yeah. And the yeah, education yeah. is a big way. That's when we launched our course, wasn't it, at the start of COVID? And the people yeah. that have the time then to really put the effort yeah. into it. I think when I saw it. Neil's, he was saying it's about 50-50 for him now, shooting weddings. Yeah, yeah what percentage? I would say 75, 25, 75% weddings, 25% training, yeah. mentoring, SEO. Great though, so, it's great. Yeah. Just having yeah. those extra branches, different arms to your business. Absolutely. Um, and it's like for anyone listening that doesn't do SEO, it's, you know, if you can, obviously you juggle, it's an extra plate to juggle, but it's, it's an important one that can yeah. get another stream of inquiries and work and bookings yeah. um so you obviously it's tailored towards photographers yes. because you are yourself a photographer yeah. and videographers as well and videographers yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course um, would it apply to other types of wedding businesses though? so the, 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 back, the, the general seo knowledge is applicable to every website on the planet great okay yeah, that's what i was but, hoping <laughs> <laughs> otherwise this would be not, boring to a not, lot of people not just wedding uh, not just wedding suppliers but when I teach it, I teach it specifically for photographers because it's mm. very photo-based, but also something we were talking about off-camera before was um, how couples search in Google for different supplies, and that's different for every industry, not just a wedding industry, but it's different for photographers to singers to videographers to cake makers. It's different for everybody, and that, and therefore the approach to SEO needs to be tailored to, to how couples are searching, which makes it different. Yeah, for it's inter- just for the list, because we spoke about this off-air, it's interesting what you said of how couples behave when they're searching for suppliers. Yes. If a couple are searching for their venue they've already booked and yeah. they look they will search for photographers at that venue. Yeah. For example, um Mitten Hall photographer, but they're not necessarily going to search for Mitten Hall videographer. I know that because I've done yeah. I've done the research and nobody's searching Absolutely. for these terms, but they will for photographers. Yeah. So it is interesting that you're going to have to think about it differently depending on what type of supplier you are. Yeah, and another difference with the videography is, and I'm going to put a question on you, Adam, if someone was searching for videographer in Google, yeah. what would they search for? Well... If they're getting married at Sandhole Oak Barn in Cheshire, yeah. what would they search for? It's been a while, but I did try, I did research and I tried to SEO my site and the best one I found was Northwest Wedding Videographer. Okay. Or whichever order yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. And people do search for Northwest Wedding Yeah, videographer. so it was regional stuff. Yes. And it was... Cheshire, vid- Cheshire for that venue would be definitely higher. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is when it comes to photographers, they only search for the word photographer. But with a videographer, they don't. Uh, There's yeah, different okay. ways to describe because some... Filmmaker, video- film, filmmaker, video... Videographer... Yeah. Uh, cinematographer. Yeah. So, and some I know some videographers who don't like to be called videographers. I'm not a videographer. I'm a cinematographer. I'm a cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, what, you get what, snobby, don't you? Get a bit snobby. Well, I'm not bothered. I'm no, no, you might not be anything. bothered. But all that matters is, is that when you're thinking about SEO, what do the couples actually search for? And yes, they might search for filmmaker a little bit. They might search yeah. for cinematographer a little bit. But videographer is the word. Somebody happens, called what, me a compare not like a What happens when? I know this doesn't describe you fully, anyway. But what happens when people search? for wedding singer 
not going to find well, you, are they? they get Adam Sandler, don't they, <laughs> from true, the film. Yes, so, I mean, like you say, every bit of SEO is different and tailored to each industry, isn't yeah, it? And yeah, yeah. people search differently within those different niches in the industry. Absolutely. So it's so complicated. Well, the lesson here is that you sh you need to really think about your couple's your your target couple's behaviour yes. and what they're going to be searching for, depending yeah, on what yeah. type of supplier you are, and try and do that research. Is that something that you do? Do you ask couples, how did you find me? And, I've, you know, I've definitely quizzed and questioned my, and then no kind of extensive research, but I've definitely yeah. quizzed my couples about how they work. And not and just how they a, found me, yeah. how did you find me? Oh, Google. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you go to the, well, what did you search what for? What did you search for? How many websites did mm. you look through? That type of thing. It's good data to have, isn't it? Research, yeah. Do you have that in your contact form where people inquiry? Do you put I, ask how they, I ask how they search for me through yeah. a contact form and they might just write Google. And I don't really, for most couples, I won't then quiz them further. I kind of went through a period of research from my own knowledge. Um, but for, the reason I have that like, contact form is because if it's is, if it is from recommendation because I do get recommendations as well then you want to thank and say, you know what I mean yeah get yeah, yeah. On there. yeah but that's the main reason but what most, percentage sorry to what, no, no, what, no. what percentage is S purely coming from SEO about three quarters of my work is purely work. from SEO yeah, yeah. so which, it's massive isn't it yeah completely different to you guys which is well that's what it is the opposite to us yeah, isn't it yeah. Mm. Yeah. and you'll and you'll probably get a majority of those bookings or you'll get a good percentage of those mm. bookings as for us we're we're always like the personal you've it's got to go great, meet yeah, them we, networking we talk about personal branding networking entering awards things like that this is just being the face of your this, brand this is all brilliant for a wedding business yeah, but yeah. this is a great it's a, different, yes. it's a different approach and yeah. that's great for everyone listening and I always yeah. say you need as many marketing sort of strategies as you, you can to prop your business up and some, this is definitely one of them sometimes the gut instinct is to think that a, a bride and groom when looking for a supplier will go off their friend's recommendation and that's not always the case sometimes bride and grooms intentionally look for somebody different that none of their friends and family have mm. had before and actually most of the weddings that I shoot I'm always it's always the eldest sister or the last sister to get married or the last bridesmaid to get married because they they have they've been to their sister or bridesmaid's friends weddings and they've experienced photographers and now they want something different mm. yeah that might lend to more of my documentary style of photography that's more relaxed than some photographers it might be because of that but this is where SEO comes in where they'll intentionally it's, put, great, it's a good they, point they want ownership of their own wedding it's a good point they want to feel every, every new parent I mean Adam you're a new parent every new parent thinks that they want to do parenting different to every the parent that's ever been mm. we're going to do it our way but yeah. that's that's exactly how bride and grooms think about their wedding as well yeah we're going yeah. to do we're going to do the wedding our way it's going to be different to anyone else's wedding yeah and therefore <laughs> they're not going to go asking who did you have they're going to go onto google and find someone it's new a good point because this is really in, interesting in this. friendship circles especially yeah it's quite competitive yeah. you know there'll be there'll be brides and grooms out there yeah that, yeah well we want to have the best wedding yeah. and we want to so we don't want although that person might have been great we don't yes. want them because we want to find something different I've not had bookings specifically because of that, that mm. very thing where they say, oh, Harold is amazing there, but because our friend had them, we want something totally different. Yeah. And I get a lot of us saying, no, we've, we've seen him, we definitely want him. Yeah. But you've definitely got that percentage of people that yeah. want to do it completely different to the friends. <clears throat> yes. Um, so um, let's go back right to the start. What is SEO in like layman's terms? I'm hoping people know. <laughs> Well, as you said right at the beginning, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, and it is simply making your website rank as high as possible in Google for couples to find you. It's as easy as that. So when they do hit Google to look for something, your website appears, they find you, and therefore hopefully that will go on and, and, and book. And something else is that I, I teach as well as my SEO workshops is that SEO is only a third of the work because that's just yeah. finding you. Then you've got to create a website that then attracts them enough to get in touch, 
and then once they've got in touch, you've got to convince them to actually give you some money to... Yeah, to, yeah it's, to, it's, to, it's, it's the starting point, isn't it? Whereas it's slightly different through recommendation because you've got to remember that when someone is finding you for the first time in Google, they, it's like a cold call. They, find, they don't know anything about you before. Nothing whatsoever. They're literally just landing on a website. You're the same as every other supplier they've ever seen. Whereas Howard uh, and Adam, if you come from a strong recommendation, that's different. They, they might not have even seen you sing or heard, you know what I mean, have been, yeah. been there. And they're just, they've gone off this massive record. They're not going to necessarily go to a wedding to say, we need to find out if Howard's a good singer or not. They just go off that strong recommendation. Yeah. Whereas when they're, when they're finding on Google, the web, how good your website is, is more important than probably your website is. Without, without a shadow of a doubt, it's once they're there, it's what's going to keep them there and what's going to make them make that inquiry yeah. with you see your website. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of wasted work, isn't it? I suppose it? they're yeah. more likely to, to really read your website and go through all the they pages are because more. they've... They don't already have preconceived yes ideas no. about Yes and no. When I do my business mentoring, I still talk about that you've still only got like six seconds to grasp their attention. Hmm. And sometimes they'll see that first photo and they'll disappear straight away because they're just not interested. You know what I mean? And it's that quick. But you were right. But once, once you've got that initial attention, the website has to motivate them enough mm. to start to think this could be the person to hire. You so know? this is... Sorry, I really just want to add on this because... Um, when I recommend photographers, I have a list of recommendations and I put links to their websites. Yeah. So I've got a f photographer friend of mine who, his, when you search his, his name, his homepage image, I don't use that as the link because he's got a better image on his, oh, the start really? of his galleries. That's so I link that, <laughs> that link because I think it's a better picture. Right, okay. He might think differently, yeah, but yeah. I think that's a more engaging picture. That's brilliant. It's so funny what you say. It, People, they're so quick to turn yeah, off. Yeah. That first image they look at, certainly photography, has got to be I, killer, I, hasn't it? I have one image at the start of my website, which is whole page. I don't have another one I'm happy to use. I have Out of 400 weddings I've shot, I have one image I'm happy to use on the front of my website because <laughs> yeah. no other image I've taken quite resonates in that happy got place. Got to be that you know, wow so right away, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I, yes, I just yes, wanted to no, mention that. So, it's so, interesting. No, it's moving, I know this is us moving away from SEO. Wow, yes, but it's also got to be for your target market more importantly. Yes. So my first image on my website, the bride doesn't necessarily look at best. It's not a flattering picture of a bride. Let's hope she didn't watch this episode. <laughs> no, no, no. She would agree if she was here but as well. It's appealing to but the kind of people a, that want it's, that. It's a moment. It's a real thing of... that's happening. It's, a, it's an over-the-top yeah. expression that might... Some brides it's might see that. It's not a posed picture. It's not a posed picture, you're definitely. You're everything. Because yeah. if, if I've got a bride looking for a photographer that wants to look like they're in Vogue or in a magazine, yeah, I'm not, not the like photographer for yeah. them. Yeah. They will be put off by that photo, and that's actually really good for me. So, yeah. You... Targeting your your market, aren't you? Absolutely. The sort of brides that you want, that what you I want. want to shoot. Yeah. I'm so, say, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, obviously, creating an engaging website to once they find you on Google to yeah. hook them in. But isn't I've, is it the case that once they do click on your website, the amount of time they then stay on your website that that affects your ranking? Yeah. So there's the three major areas to SEO that I cover on my workshop. Is first of all, you need to write great content that people love, but also Google loves. Okay. But you can create the best content possible and never rank because you've then got to create what's called popularity. How popular is your content? So fantastically written content that Google loves and it's not popular will never rank. Crap content with fantastic popularity will rank. 
Does that make sense? What, what oh. do you mean by popularity? So there's, there's four factors of popularity. This is who gets really complicated. Just to bring it on to what you said, how long they spend on each page and how long they spend on your website overall is part of that popularity ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How so engaging is it? How engaging words. is yeah. and, and part of that also is something called bounce rate. So some people know what bounce rate is, some people doesn't. Yeah, so, in this so, term, yeah. so yeah, the second that you go, I mean, if, if you Google something now and you went on a website, and then you kind of looked at it and then hit the back button to go back to Google. You just bounced on that website. You just told Google that you did not find that relevant. And they uses that information as part of this algorithm. So that's just that's kind of part of this popularity algorithm. Right. And the third major aspect of SEO, by the way, is then authority, which is how much Google trusts you overall, which mm-hmm. involves things like social backlinks, media, so, backlinks yeah. for sure. And yeah, but then I also teach how popularity feeds into authority. Another way of seeing popularity is short-term authority. Maybe we're getting too in-depth here. I don't know if it gets get a bit complicated. It, it, <laughs> it does though, yeah. But it's super, super interesting. But before uh, we get into the specifics then, um, a question I was wondering this morning was uh, in, in the age of like social media and specific, in the last couple of years specifically with Instagram Reels, yes, TikTok, video yes, content yes. and all that, social media, has that changed the landscape of SEO? Uh, or is it as important to do? Can can you do people are people searching more on Instagram than they are Google? So I don't. It, as far as I'm aware, it's impossible to know the search volume numbers in Instagram. How many people are searching for stuff in Instagram? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. find out the numbers in Google. So can I? I'm going to take Manchester wedding photographer as an example because I know the numbers off the top of my head. About five years ago, two and a half thousand people per month were searching for that phrase. So right. that's that 80, 90 people a day were mm-hmm. searching for that phrase, quite high. It has now dropped to 1,900 searches a month. Okay. okay. Is that because less people? You, you, you so decide for yourself. probably because people are <coughs> yeah, on Instagram it's more. It's probably right? because people are now using Instagram more. Yeah. Now, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's still 1,900 people a month. That's mm-hmm. a lot of searches. It's not like it's dropped to 500 or 100. Do you know what I mean? But people are definitely searching in Instagram more. Well, you, sometimes you find it if you search for something. I mean, you tell me if I'm correct here, but I'm pretty sure that an Instagram profile will pop up on Google. It can, but it rarely does for wedding supplies. So here's experience. another question to add on to that then. How important is it to have your social media streams, if you like, on your website? Does that benefit your SEO? And does it work together? You mean so, when you can see your Instagram feed like yeah. live on your website? Kind yeah, of so I've seen on people's website where yeah, it's got yeah. their in, the last Instagram post is at the bottom maybe. Is that a good thing to do some for people, SEO? Some people are going to disagree with me with this when I say this. Not because of an SEO, it's just from a, a business approach. My business approach is people find me on SEO, they find my website, they love me enough to then get in touch. Yeah, okay. okay. I do not have any social media links on my website at all. Okay. Because the last thing I want them to do is go to my website then go to Instagram. I want them to stay on my website. Stay on your website, yeah. It's good for SEO, because the longer they spend on my website, the more Google thinks I'm relevant, and therefore might write more. And, and, but also, I think my website does a better job of selling myself as well than Instagram does, because of the way I work. Got it. Mm. I use Instagram as, I phrase it as a secondary gallery. So after they've got in touch, you know, the contact form we talked about before, it then takes them to a thank you to getting in touch page. Yeah. Oh, by the way, have you seen my Instagram? That's I see. the first time and only time and on my website I mentioned social yeah. media. Yeah. Because then, rather than going off and looking for another photographer, I'd like to think they might click on that and then look at my Instagram and then 
Well, that's good because once they booked, once they got in touch or, or even booked you, yeah. then then they can follow you and Absolutely, follow your journey and yeah. get to know you a bit more and yes. stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? So I had a couple around the other day who came around and they said, they come through the door. I said, how we've seen everything. We've been on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we've been yeah, on your yeah. Instagram. We've, you know, we've been on your Facebook. <laughs> we've been on your website. <laughs> Stalked. We've, been, we've seen you on YouTube, and I've not uploaded a YouTube video yeah. for probably probably years. <laughs> So it's it does sometimes come from all over the place, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But I like the way you're really taking them there. You want them to stay on your yes, website, yeah. make that inquiry, and then you're going and to send want, them to Instagram. Absolutely. To, and if to they want to find stuff. me on Instagram, they can search me on Instagram. I'll come up, just put Dave Stubbs in. I'll come straight up, straight, straight come up straight away. So. Yeah. So it's still plenty relevant then, isn't it? Yeah. SEO. But Google. It can put a slightly different twist to this as well. Social media can really help your ranking in Google because if you're popular in social media. Google thinks you're helps also your authority as well. It yeah. helps. Mm. What I, what I, yes, it can help authority. I call it more than the popularity side of okay. things. Yeah. Okay. So it usually is via a link. It needs to be a link to your content. So, for example, if you posted a picture on Facebook and it got a thousand likes, a hundred shares, it would probably mean nothing to your site at all. But if you posted a link to a blog post or your homepage or your gallery and that got a thousand likes, a hundred shares, oh my, that well, with those numbers, the, your, the popularity leading to, into authority yeah. would be amazing yeah. to your site. On Google, on Google yeah. yeah. And, well, actually, shares is the big one here, by the way. I keep mentioning likes, but the number of what's called social shares is very, very important. So is this if somebody shares your website? So sharing, sharing content for, to your site. Right, oh, okay. sharing content to your site. Okay. So give, I'll give you an example. If I was to blog a wedding at Sound Hole at Barn from a wedding I've shot, and that couple then share it to their wall or their feed. Is your blog on your website my attached blog is to your part, website? Part of my own right. website, yeah, it's not separate. It's viewable. Is it viewable on your website as well? Yeah, Some yeah, people yeah, have yeah. a secret blog, don't they, which they well, use. Well, I've, I've done this. So I've got a blog, not that I post on it much, but it's not actually accessible anywhere from my website. Right, I see. So you, if you typed in the URL, you'd, you'd, it would come up. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you yeah. can't find navigate to it but, on but my website. But it's still your domain name, though. Yeah, it's still part of your website, it's just not discoverable. It's not navigatable from yeah. the homepage um, because I didn't want people going on the blog because um, obviously blog posts, it's the newest one always appears at the top and I didn't necessarily want them to see my newest wedding isn't necessarily that's the best. Why I, but that's why I have a full or featured weddings page which is actually visited a lot more than my blog pages. Yeah. So you have your best ones on that and then your blog feeds just... Everything. Yeah. So, but because I've hidden my blog in a sense, right. but it's still there, would that affect SEO or not? Not all? really, but so we, I could still use it for SEO purposes. It, it, it depends how you're using that blog. You see, I'm, I get more inquiries through venues through my blog posts than I do for ranking for Manchester Wind Photographer, Lake yeah. Street Wind Photographer, and stuff like that. Oh, Whereas so that's different for you because yeah. videographers don't search for yeah, yeah, venues sure. as much. Goes back to what your yeah, getting searched yeah. for and what type of display you're on. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is the general search terms such as Manchester wedding photographer, that's to, to rank your homepage. Yes. Whereas when you're trying to SEO for a specific venue, yeah. that's linking to a blog post. Absolutely. And then so the, the, that blog post becomes the entry point to my website. Yeah. yeah. But, but equally, that doesn't have to be linked. So my blog feed is stops at 30 blog posts because I don't want them scrolling back to... You know, 2008 yeah. and it looking dreadful you know what I mean <laughs> but I have a lot of venues that I'm ranking on page one for that are not you can't see in those 30 because it stops yeah. so they're still ranking high so the fact that you are not linkable from your main site won't actually affect your ranking got it when it comes to ranking for a wedding photographer there's not much stuff that people search for they will search for Manchester wedding photographer they'll search for their venue 
they might search for style documentary when they talk. And you say venue, I mean, they'll search for Mittenhall Wedding Photographer. Wedding Photographer, yeah. yeah. And that's it. <coughs> so it's a regional thing, it's their venue. Regional thing, a venue the, thing, maybe a style, style thing, but that's yeah. so minimal that you can so, almost ignore it. That's it, finished. Yeah. Yeah? So there's very little diversity in the search mm. phrases they use. How many wedding photographers are there in Manchester? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. More and more, so more this is all the, the time. And this is the reason why photography is, uh, SEO is so, for photographers, is so easy because the setup the structure and the approach you have is very simple just around two or three different phrases that they might search for but it's bloody hard because you're then competing against hundreds of people with that one phrase yeah that four three phrases or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. um pick lancashire are we in lancashire here yes yeah how many wedding singers are there in lancashire mm. active wedding singers probably more this year you four, know there's there's good five. we know of four or five good ones four but there's or five probably loads that you don't know about that aren't yeah, just but aren't to at that level. trying to work in weddings though like trying to 10 probably 10 right so without even trying you're on page well, one yeah what, what your point is exactly it's nowhere yeah. near the amount of photographers no it's but, it's, yeah. but you might have different phrases we did a course a few years ago about YouTube SEO do you remember yeah well, and we no. were learning about so ranking of videos yeah, but yeah. ranking them on Google yeah, oh yeah. we did do a course you're right yeah <clears> I was going to say it's in our, our videography course yeah, I, yeah. there's a section I touch on YouTube SEO because I use it quite a lot. And when I was building my YouTube channel, it was a similar approach to Google. You, you find your search term that you want to be searched for, yeah. and you learn which one's best by using different softwares and stuff. And then you're trying to rank for that search term, and I'm trying to, I'm titling my video in a certain way, and writing my yeah, description descriptions in a certain way. and hashtags so on, on the we video. Learned, we did a course well. to learn about all these best practices and stuff, didn't yeah. we? And it worked, didn't it? And it does work. And um, I know this isn't really kind of your area of what you do, but we talked about this with Neil on the last one, yeah. um, Neil Redfern, about when you rank for YouTube and you've got a, a video there, it then translates over to Google as well. Yes. So, um, And I don't know if it's the case that Google needs to put X amount of videos on page not, one, not but generally when you search be. for something, yeah. they're putting videos there. So maybe you've got a better chance of ranking under a video than you have of ranking for a blog mm. post. Which you you know, if you're a photographer and it's super competitive, absolutely, it's a that's, way to stand that's a definitely out, maybe. a good way to do it. Now, I imagine what you learned about those uh, ranking on YouTube would work well if there's 10 different people doing that and trying to rank for, on YouTube. Yeah. If you took 400 <coughs> photographers trying to rank for a phrase on YouTube, then suddenly those hints and tips you learn wouldn't work so much anymore. Yeah, Does yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, it becomes, becomes a lot, really competitive. lot harder, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't have much to say about YouTube. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, right, an extra, so, like, it's just an extra side to your SEO because you yeah. can do it with, with video. You and and we video. did it last, we did the live test, didn't we, last time? I put in <laughs> wedding, Mittenhall Wedding Singer yeah. and my video was there yeah, on Google. Yeah. It was I, great I to see that. Final. <laughs> whether it gets me any work or not, I don't know, probably not. But Well, no, you say that. It ties into it this all, is, doesn't I'm, it? I'm a big advocate of YouTube, YouTube SEO specifically because I've, um, I rank for a, a few different videos search terms and I've got a few videos that rank highly and I've got bookings directly from people that found me on YouTube yes. because they've searched for that specific thing so mm. it does, it does uh, there's a video if you type in Scottish wedding video or Scot even Scottish wedding which is a really broad yeah, it, like yeah, if you were yeah. to Google that that's a broad yeah, yeah. Bro well broad phrase it's less broad on YouTube there's less yeah. searches but it's still it's a broad phrase um, and I'm top three videos or I was last time I checked yeah. um, and my video was called 
um, Scottish Highlands wedding video or something was the search term Scottish Highlands specifically yeah. um, but it's done that well that even if you just search for Scottish wedding, wedding it yeah. comes yeah. up and I've had <coughs> I had an inquiry for a couple in LA that were thinking about eloping to Scotland oh, wow, so wow. they were searching on YouTube they found my video yeah. um, and then they changed their mind and actually no we're going to stay in LA but we're still wondering if you'd come over yeah, yeah. and then Covid happened and it, it, didn't, oh, it didn't work what out a but shame. that would have been a brilliant success story I've shot that... a wedding in LA actually so amazing yeah I was gutted but that's I've, and I've had other bookings for weddings in Scotland that have come from that yeah. thing and yeah. I think for, for videographers couples do search for their videographers yes. on YouTube yes. because they're like well it's video they'll be on YouTube yeah, I'll search there maybe um, let's search for photographers anyway yeah. but I don't, so it's, that's a, it's a great thing um, that obviously we talk about a lot and I talk about on my YouTube channel and I know it's not what you do but um, that's another a little side shoot to SEO again it's just um, something else we always try and find and we say this up to our other students it's there's so much competition within the wedding industry for yeah. certain niches yeah, yeah. what can you do that's going to make you stand out yeah, yeah. or what can you do that nobody else is doing or what can you do better than yeah, other yeah. people are doing and it's finding those little nuggets to try and but, but I think business, being found you know? through different avenues will help as well because when I first started out like 2007 something like that I was still reading wedding photography books that were saying that you need to advertise in these magazines and they need to see it six times before they might remember you and stuff like that okay? yeah yeah the old school print advertising but that, isn't that still relevant today if they find you in Google and then mm. they find you in Instagram and then they YouTube something and they find you again and yeah, then sure, recommend yeah. you, surely that's going to be like, well, this might be the, the, the person. Yeah, so to if you're it. in as many places you know, as possible. As many places yeah. as possible. Yeah. The only thing about that is then they're spreading yourself very thinly when you're working hard. It's juggling you know that I mean? yeah. so you, People say you shouldn't put your eggs in one basket, but I kind of do with my SEO because I kind of dismiss everything else and just go for that quite You do, well. but yeah. within that, you're ranking for so many different places and search terms yes. and you're trying to spread yourself wide that way but within that one marketing yeah. thing so you're still yeah although yeah. you're only doing one marketing thing versus networking versus social media yeah you're still doing a lot within seo yes. aren't you yeah yeah absolutely um, right so if, if you for any type of wedding supplier that wants to get into seo and the, they're at the start of the business or the journey or whatever yeah what, what do they do they need um Obviously, they need a website. Need a website, yeah. clearly. What do you do? Why? What do you do first? <laughs> so we've talked a lot about search terms. So the very first thing must be to do what's called keyword research. Now, mm. I, I, those who who I work with, I hate the phrase keyword, but let's not go into that now. You've got to find out what couple, what, what people are going to find you through. And for photographers, that's super easy. They're going to look for location: Manchester, Cheshire, Lancashire. They're going to look for their venue. They get married at Mitten Hall. Mitten Hall wedding photographer. They might search for style. Like we're looking for a relaxed documentary, documentary. wedding photographer. Yeah. Right, and for, from a photo point of view, which I'm very rehearsed about, that's the extent of what people really search for. So my SEO strategy is unbelievably easy. My homepage ranks for Manchester wedding photographer, which I get found quite a lot through. Yeah. And I have. Well, I could have more, but I don't because of time reasons. I prefer to play football with my kids than just keep working on SEO. But I have yeah. about 120 blog post ranking, page one for maybe 100 venues, 80 venues at, mo at, at worst. Wow. And, that, and that's how I work. Pretty good yeah. considering you prioritizing your time playing with the kids. Yes, you're still, but, you're still but, doing the work. Yes, but a lot of no, a lot of that content and the time it created to do that was done before kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, yeah. or when the kids were young. Yeah, I've just yeah. got to maintain it now. Okay, so so I haven't really created much new content over the last few years, mm. but that might be different for a singer. For mm. example, do they search for Lancashire Wedding Singer, Lancashire Wedding Entertainment, 
this is where so my is, knowledge what, on it. Is there a couple of places that you can do your keyword research? Like what Uber tools suggest. you use? I say that right Uber. now. Uber suggests, like the taxi firm, Uber yeah. suggests by a guy called Neil Patel. Is it part of Uber? No, it's not. Oh, no, no right, okay. it's just the same word. It's a website that they're going to encourage you to sign up and stuff like that <coughs> and pay monthly for. I don't pay a penny to them. I just use their free that, search volume okay. to do, Uber do the So that's the one you'd recommend. The, yeah, that's Great. the one I recommend. Just because it's Google free and Analytics easy. Is yeah. Google Analytics will tell you stuff, but actually the Google's point of view is called Google Keyword Planner. That's the one. Yeah. And the only way you can access that is if you're paying AdWords. Because the purpose of the keyword um, planner is to help you maintain your AdWord campaign. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when so, I first started doing SEO, you could you, you didn't have to be paying AdWords at all. You can just use it for free. And now they've yeah, got a lot of that. I was going to say I used to use it. And now, Where they now can make have, money, they will do yeah, eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that will probably give you more accurate results and more extensive results. But Uber suggests is the. So only if you don't want to spend money and you don't have to, clearly, don't, I don't spend a penny. Oh, in fact, that's not true. I have an app on my phone called SEO Edge. But so at the start then. Get Uber your website, suggests. go on Uber Suggest, yeah. you've got your keywords, you're building your website. Yeah. I imagine you find the most relevant keywords you think you're going to be found under yes. well, and is, try and incorporate them good? into your website or homepage. So usually for a homepage, you'd need to target, and this, this, I can't go into the complexities of this right now, but you would target one major phrase, the biggest is phrase. Is this in the back end or for. is this in the description or titles? Or so? Oh, so this is where it gets far more complicated. <laughs> and it's really so hard you to explain. the keywords you can use, haven't you? And they're more <laughs> it's in description. The less, so it's more just straight up front what's at the front of your On website. the description, okay. So you, you, your content needs to be set out in a way that Google understands. You need a title, you need subheadings, you need your general paragraph content, and then it needs to be set out accordingly like that. But then, this is where it's hard for me to explain exactly what to do, because it might it takes me an hour to explain how to write that out and when I'm doing my workshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's very difficult. But but you need, you need to, first of all, you need to choose the one major phrase that someone searches for. For me, that's Manchester wedding photographer, okay? Yeah. I have then created a homepage all about Manchester wedding photography, okay? And then Google thinks that I deserve to rank high. I'm relevant to the people searching for that. Yeah. Does that make sense? How long yeah. does it take for Google to kick in? And that totally it takes depends a while, it? on the popularity on authority factors. Right. Okay. Mm. So, for example, I work with someone in New York City or NYC, which was the same thing in Google, and they're on page four. But this was a multi-award winning, you, some people would argue, top 20 wedding photographers in the world guy. And he changed his content on his site and he went to page one, number three spot in about two weeks. Right, so it can right? happen quite quick. Yeah. Very, very quick, but he already had a lot of the popularity yeah. and authority in place. Yeah. Mm. Whereas somebody- So Google are fast-tracking because he's, fast he's already good. He's already good, he's already trusted, he's already loved. He just didn't have his content mm. in place. Whereas when I work, uh, in March, I worked with someone who set up their website in January, just two months earlier. And I'm telling them realistically, this is a two to three year goal for a yeah. wedding photographer. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm I'm saying photographer specifically because it's so competitive and you've got a lot of competition. However, as we've just men mentioned a minute ago, there might only be ten wedding singers in Lancashire, and actually you only have to do the basics to get onto page one. Yeah, because you you're only quite competing easily. against no so, other people. Live test, live test. <laughs> well, why are you doing that? To go back to the Uber suggests, was it? Yes. And um, will that tell you how? So if you're a, f a florist or a makeup yeah. artist doing these searches will yeah. it tell you how competitive your Absolutely. market is so if you're if you're a florist in manchester you might search for manchester wedding florist and it will tell you exactly how many people per month search for that phrase good that's good to know yeah go on then Wait, right, so i've just put in wedding singer lancashire are you searching incognito 
Just when he's singing Lancashire. Right, yeah. so this is a good tip. So <laughs> sorry, go for on. anyone listening, if you're searching on Google, obviously now it uses like bases on your location and your previous history and stuff like it that. It remembers who what websites you've been on before. It knows your. So if you want to do a real, in, it knows your age. I know that it even comes into a factor. So if you really want to test it, when you yeah, see incognito, then as if. So are you on Google Chrome here? Or you on just on Google Safari. You're on Safari. This is why I use Google Chrome because I find it easier. On yeah. Google Chrome, you can open up a new tab and go to New Incognito Window. You can do it on Safari. Oh. I just so that's completely. So it's not taking all the cookies and everything else. And everything except your location. So your location oh. still still oh, counts still applies, as incognito, in, still applies right. in incognito. But to get the best, but it gives you a true reflection. The truest reflection of. So you might yeah. search Howard Lancashire wedding singer, and you go, "Oh, I'm ranking number one." That's probably only because you've been on your own website several times. No, uh, I never got. Well, you <laughs> yeah, but you are. Yeah. Your location is is exactly where your website is and yeah. you will have clicked on it enough in the past so if you went the no. last your last episode of neil redford if you went onto neil redford's website and you google manchester wedding photographer he's more likely to rank higher for you because you've been on his website yeah. before. so what you want to do to, to get a true test is yes. turn all that off go yeah. incognito so that you can actually find out Absolutely. How, how well you rank and it tells you from a neutral point from of view from a neutral point of view that's yeah. a good way of explaining it. i'm just like nowhere near and I mean, it's been such a long time since I've done this. But this is probably because... It doesn't matter to me, but it's still interesting no, to know that I'm nowhere It doesn't matter to you near. because your work doesn't come from SEO. So you yeah. don't need to start titling your homepage Lancashire Wedding Singing. In fact, you probably wouldn't want to do that because you probably do just as many weddings in Manchester, Cheshire, Wales and, and up and down the country. Oh, right. I, I've come up eventually. Oh, right, you're there. Right at the bottom. In fact, yeah, yeah. in the next set of search, so that'd be page two, won't it? Um, I imagine, Howard, with a small tweak of your content, you'd go straight to the very near top of page yeah, one. Yeah, listen, this, this is the difference between my business and probably your business. Yeah. I don't want to be found as a person who doesn't know me, never seen yeah, me, yeah. going onto Google and putting in yeah. wedding singer Lancashire. Yeah. I don't want no. that person. Yeah, I, what, I, what my, you do is very different. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. my service is so personal. I want people to have seen me or been recommended, yeah. and that's where the journey begins. Yeah. And my sort of business expertise, if you like, is what happens from there. Yeah, yeah. Meeting my couples, yeah, yeah. having that chat with them. You know, I love it when I get <clears throat> a couple through the door here. It, it, it's great. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a 99% rate of somebody yes. booking me when they come to the house. Absolutely. Whereas SEO, um, that's completely different. So just make that clear now because I get a lot of tire kicking inquiries. I don't have prices. You still on get my a website. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, just, if you're ranking really well, you're going to you get Google, a lot of volume. Getting aren't you? in touch, a lot of volume, a lot of traffic, a lot of people getting in touch. But yeah. my, you say 99% success rate. I, I'm flying. I, I get. It has gone down over, since COVID a little bit, <clears> but I would say I'm getting about three inquiries a day. On average, something okay. like that, yeah. and that's I brilliant though, isn't it? Isn't and but that's three emails a day I'm sending off, and I probably get one or two emails back a week saying, "Oh, yeah, we can we yeah. find out more?" Yes, probably because I. It's always a numbers game. It's yeah. a numbers game, and mainly because I charge. I'm I'm too expensive for 80, 90 percent of the people yeah. who get in touch. Yeah. But there's, yeah. there's a, uh, the argument for prices on your website versus off and all that kind of stuff. But I'm a big surely, advocate for off, but I don't know if you want to go into I, that. No, I, I, I am too. But for me, it's surely you would rather people say, oh, you're spending a lot of time like replying yeah. to people that are never yeah, going to yeah. book you. But it's like a couple of emails a day, isn't it? Yeah, I mean? it's not, yeah and especially it's, it's nothing. For template so wouldn't you email. rather yeah, have, yeah. The, have the inquiries coming in and that maybe have a chance of yeah. converting them well, than, I'll, I'll than say not now, coming at all? Volume is yeah. really important. I, I Certainly when you charge what you anyway, charge. I'm not expensive. I charge £2,500 for days of photography, no problem, just my coverage, time photos. Okay. But my wedding business, my website and everything is not structured for couples who have a 
half grand budget. It's structured for couples who have a fifteen hundred quid to two thousand pound budget, yeah. and then want to spend more on me once they fall in love with my website and my work. Mm. Does Got that it. make sense? Yes. So, so that's kind of the that's kind of when I do my you get the, my website. Yeah. That's the mindset I have because most people who use Google looking for a photographer would have a fifteen hundred quid budget in mind. Not a two and a half yeah, grand. The budget people in with mind. big budgets probably aren't going through the, Google, are they? The, those people who have five grand budget in mind are never going to go anywhere near Google for planners a long time. Planners, planners, like venue, rec posh venue recommendation mm. only. Or I love them in quite. I love those couples who I know it's been a bit of a stretch for them to yeah. to get me, oh. but they just appreciate a bit more. Well, sometimes I photograph weddings from a third of the wedding budget. And I'm just like, oh, this is just, I just love it. It's such an honor. You it, know what I mean? I've never worked harder than those couples yeah. as well. Yeah, you, you know? do. Yeah. And like you say, the couples that are Googling that have those kind of budgets, yeah. but you're just beyond that. So it's a bit of a luxury, but they're yeah. willing to do it because they're they falling in they love. They value what and they do. That, yeah. they're the, you know when they're you turn ones, up, you're so appreciated. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I was just going to ask you about, you said about the popularity and that good piece of content. We Obviously, we find now that people don't, if you fill your homepage, your website with loads of text, People just don't read it. No. So the, but even though it's filled with all the great keywords, you know you're going to get that ranking for. It's how do you get them to stay in and read it? Because they're just going to bounce off it if they're bored, aren't they? Straight away. So yeah. it's, is it getting the balance between the popularity content, the keywords? Do you keep it shorter and maybe have some images or for your homepage? Well, here's a question. Um, going back to you found your search term. You're trying to apply it to your website, to your homepage, and you're trying to include your search term in, in your text so that it gets ranked. D does there need to be a balance between how often you use that or how you use it? Because it still needs to be readable and you don't want to sound like a robot. I am a Manchester wedding photographer and I provide Manchester wedding photography. So that's a big mistake actually with SEO. And one of the reasons why I, I refuse to talk about keywords when I teach SEO actually is because you see a keyword phrase as Manchester Wedding Photography, you need to repeat that phrase so many times, and actually that can be bad for SEO. Mm. So, so you, it well, needs, Google's sophisticated it needs enough to, to know that now. But yeah, right? Google's yeah. sophisticated to know that. So I actually call it topic words. You're writing about a topic. So if you're writing about Manchester Wedding Photography, it doesn't matter if you say Manchester Wedding Photography, wedding photographers in Manchester, people based in Manchester that take photos at weddings, it's all the same thing, mm. yeah? And actually, if you were to use different phrases in that way, it's all supporting on how relevant you are for a wider phrase like Manchester Wedding Photographer. So for example, and I, I use my Lake District posters as the example when I'm teaching my SEO. I, my Lake District post about Lake District wedding photography. So this is a blog post. A blog post, but it's the same. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's same applies to a homepage or anywhere else. It just so happens to be a blog post. Yeah, I've written sixteen hundred words. Right, it's a lot of words. How many times do you think I've used the phrase Lake District wedding photographer in sixteen hundred words? Any ideas? Go on. You've, well, well, you, yeah, see, I'd, you I'd can be guess like, oh, you must have said it that. about ten times. Ten, but well, actually, yeah, if you use if you use something like Yoast. SEO will help it's 14 times that recommends. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Yoast because I've used that right. one. If I... I have the word in there twice. Twice in 1600 right. words. So that's Barely a myth then that you need to use Complete it loads. Complete myth also. But I do have a lot of topic words. I use the phrases Lake District Wedding and Photographer in there, but not Lake District Wedding Photographer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's verified. Yeah, and you've got different variations of those words. So you're, using, so you're splitting that search term up and using it within your post? Intentionally. Using yeah. words like Lakeland instead of Lake District. But could you even example. put in like Windermere? Because well, this, that's, that great, that's, that's different to what you would know as keyword phrases. That's slightly different, which we'll go into, we can go into that in a minute, but that's talk, going down a different direction. That, but Windermere can help, but for a different reason. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, one Howard, what did you mention before a minute ago? You the said images about... Images and stuff, mixing it up. Uh, about how much content you write, basically. Yeah, because we, we know, don't we, that people go onto a website and you've got so many seconds to keep their attention. Yeah. And if it's just text and blurb, yeah. no one's going to read it all. One of the things I talk about a lot is, is that you've got something called user experience. That's an actual real life bride and groom coming to your website. You'll want to convince them to get in touch and book you. Mm. And then you've got to also be appealing to Google. Mm. And actually for most industries, certainly for photographers, they combat each other. Because whether you like it or not, Google likes a lot of content. Because you right. are writing yeah. meaningful stuff about the thing that they're searching for. So Google likes that. Google likes that. But, but Brian, you don't want it to be not. Already because you don't want. So why yeah. do six? Why have I put sixteen hundred words on a blog post? No Brian and Groom's going to read that in a million years. Yeah. But the point is, this is where it makes it easier for photographers specifically. They'll they're find not read it. They find me. Yeah. And what do they look when they come? To, I, I, I'll so still do it. Adam and I talked about this. When, so when when they come to my website, Howard. What is a bride and groom looking for? They're looking for a wedding photographer. No, what are they looking to see, sorry, on my website? <laughs> Great images. Images, that's it. That's all they care about. They don't care about all that text. Mm. So I have- But you need it, you need it there. You, you need, need it there. Yeah. I have it there for Google to love it. Mm. Yeah. But what's the first thing they see on my on any of my content? What's the first thing yeah, they see? And Big a image. killer image. Yeah. So, killer image. So you've got the image and then you've got all the- Then the I've got text. Text. And then I've that, got images so you don't and then I've got text. puts them off, seeing all that text. In an ideal world, I'd have 50 words on my Lake District post. I'm a late, I shoot weddings in the Lake District. Yeah. I, shoot, I work in a documentary or natural style of photography. I got married in the Lakes, so I get how great the Lakes is. Yeah. Uh, no additional travel costs for the Lake District. That's it, that's all I need them to know. Yeah. No yeah, other text yeah. matters. Doesn't work for Google though. No, Google would never rank it in a million years because I haven't wrote, haven't written, sorry, relevant content that Google will love to to outrank the the other hundred photographers trying to rank for Lake District Wedding Photographer. Yeah. So that so fifteen hundred and fifty words I have written is only there for Google, but it doesn't put bride and grooms off because they are distracted by beautiful photos. Yeah, and you can lay it out Perfect. in a way so you yeah. break it up, paragraph here, then more Absolutely. images, then and that's paragraph. exactly what I do. Yeah. And if they really did make the effort to read it, they must be so invested in me as their photographer to make. Well, the if they're going to yeah, read it, then they're probably yeah. booking you, aren't they? They're probably yeah. booking you. They're well so into it. The reason you do it is so you can be found under it, and then yeah. they might read a bit of it, yeah. and then they're going to investigate more yeah. on you and Absolutely. go on your homepage and see your amazing images yeah. and bosh. So a good blog post has all that. Do you recommend about that many words? Like so I, I get asked all the time, how many words should you write? Okay, And it's a very difficult question to answer, actually, because a thousand words would be perceived as more relevant than 200 words. Okay, yeah. But 200 words of quality content would be perceived as more relevant than a thousand words of waffle. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so what goes into that's that but popularity that, thing again? That, is it? Well, no, or? quality content. It's deemed how Google is judging it from a quality point of view. Is this a, a good standard of quality content? How so, do they know? How does so Google know that it's quality? Mistakes, though? Things like that. So is Google that is, is it's in two ways. It's known because it's literally written into the algorithm. It's looking for certain things. Yeah. yeah. Because for I'm trying to think of an example, if you were to pick up a medical journal. Right, not that I bet you never have, I never have. But if you picked up a, a medical journal about some disease and you were reading a, a journal article about a disease, can you imagine how that article was written? Yeah. A medical Just professional writing about... Proper boring. Oh my God, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> well, but can you imagine yeah, the terminology? Yeah, can yeah. you imagine the words used, the variety, the complexity, right? Well, that is quality content. Yeah. Google yeah, is yeah. looking for the same thing. Just because I'm a wedding photographer, it doesn't mean you want to just write crap. 
Yeah. Google's looking for meaningful, relevant content that is informative to the person searching mm. for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so that that is a very broad explanation of what quality content looks like. I, and when I'm talking about this, I go into specifics of actually how to do that. Varying your keyword phrase, I hate that phrase, but is part of that. Not writing Manchester went for Manchester went for Manchester went for because that is not quality content at all. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's actually a bad practice. That's too, bad right? practice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but but you still need that phrase. And then that the one more thing I can bring up now, actually, which might help people is you brought up Windermere before when I was talking about the Lake District. Why do you think Windermere is helpful for some or relevant word to use in a post about the Lake District? Because it's in the Lake District. Because it's in the Lake District. Google knows that that is relevant content. Yeah. Because if you have mentioned Windermere in your content, you must be knowledgeable about your topic of the Lake District. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was getting at. Yeah, so but it's not linked to a keyword have, phrase. Yeah, it's but not it's, part of the keyword phrase, no, but it's still related. So Google or, or knows that because it's yeah. clever. This is this is known as contextual words or niche vocabulary. Yeah. Okay. So for example, in my late district post, I mentioned I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. If I haven't used these words, they would still work. Mountains, terrain. Uh, Views, tourism, holidays, hotels, like random, relevant, all rain, related. rain, always right, rain. Weather, yeah. <laughs> all those words are relative, relevant to the Lake Craft District. Shortbread, <laughs> gingerbread, even. Ooh, yeah. yeah, all those phrases. Hang on, that's slightly different, actually. I'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> I purposely use words that could have also been described the Grand Canyon. Right and the Rocky Mountains and other places in the yeah, world. Yeah, but it's because okay. you put it under the banner of Lake District. Yes. <laughs> so Google thinks that I know my. I don't want to swear because I told my kids I was going to be on this. So I know my stuff about the Lake District, right? <laughs> yeah. But then you've got the next level up called niche vocabulary, Grassmere. That's why I pulled you up on that because Grassmere shortbread is or gingerbread. Gingerbread, sorry. sorry it's yeah. very specific to the Lake District. Nowhere else in the world do you find Grassmere uh, gingerbread. Yeah. So if you, I haven't, and I could have done, I could have used Grassmere gingerbread in my post. Because then Google goes, oh, he really knows. He stuff. knows. He knows yeah. what's going so on in this area. So I mentioned yeah. Beatrix Potter, William Wordsworth, Keswick, Windermere, yeah. and other places that are highly specific to the Lake District. So Google thinks I'm very high quality mm. information about the Lake District. So oh, man, rather than but that's just easy. Using sorry, can I just say one thing? Go, go, sorry, go, don't go, go. This is easy about the Lake District, but you try and do that about Mitten Hall. And try to do it about Sand Hollow Barn mm. and places yeah, like that. One specific venue. So I so I do a lot of keyword oh. research. Not sorry, theme word research. I didn't mean to say keyword research. Yeah. I do a lot of theme. So I so I will look at the venue's website. I'll look at other photographers' blog posts about Mitten Hall and and um, it's not a national trust place. But if it was a venue, it was a national. I look at national trust stuff, English heritage yeah. stuff, and I will do so much research. So if you're going for a specific venue, yes. you need to really work out. Yeah. Stuff that's relevant to that. And I go as far as this. You both know Eves Hall. Yes. What does the word Eve mean? Eves. Eves. As in like eavesdropping. Eves in a roof. Eves in a roof. Eves in a roof. So I mention a roof in my blog post. I mention and I mention slates and things like that because if I mention slate and roofs in my blog post, Google thinks I know my stuff about Eves Hall. And I'll think, oh, what? even though it's a totally different, but it's just an add-on to the other stuff. I'm right, doing. okay. Because yeah, nobody, like, I would have never thought to do that. No. And you wouldn't, like, why All would you talk about vocabulary. roofs in, no. in a post about... And then coming back to what we were saying before, someone else listening to this or watching this will be, like, going, well, how is that relevant to bride and grooms? And it's not. I'm play, pleasing Google. Hmm. They're, they're distracted by the pleasing photos. Pleasing Google so that yeah. they they're find just looking the at link, they click it, and then once they're in... Once they're in, they yeah. love my photos, they oh, do not yeah. start reading my stuff about 
about Eve's Hall. Instead, they go to my portfolio or my homepage or my gallery, my about page instead. Makes total sense. So good, isn't it? I bet you could see a high-ranking blog post for a search term. For a search term, and you could read it, and you'd be able to pinpoint exactly why it's there. I can scan read it, and I can tell you if it's good or not straight away. But you'd know which thread. That's because of that word. It's because of that word. You could read a page and know if the person that's made that knows the stuff or not. Yeah, and then how's that any different to Google reading it and knowing whether it's good or not? So it's not very different at all. So you mentioned, but you could. Sorry, Adam. I know you've done. You could ask me all that. You could. Sorry, you could do all of that and still not rank because writing the content is only a third of SEO, as I said before. Yeah, and then it's your the popularity, popular, yeah. the authority that has to then come from come, that too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't, I don't the, the worst thing I find in SEO that people come to me all the time is, I've done amazing SEO, I even had somebody write in a, I think it was a video group actually, someone sent me a screen grab secretly, saying that um, I've copied what David Stubbs has done on his Lake District post on my homepage and I don't rank anywhere, how come his blog post ranks on like page one? <laughs> so someone's copied and pasted not, your not, blog. not copied and pasted but done the same yeah. replicated it yeah, took, yeah. written it slightly strong inspiration from it okay and then wondering why they didn't rank at all what, right? why well because they were not looking at the other two thirds popularity and authority yeah. this is just a third of it okay okay so that's well on the authority then backlinks backlinks is huge in SEO whether pe people always question about how important backlinks are backlinks have always been important always will be important because it's a very easy way for Google to determine if your website is important in the grand scheme of the web okay. explain, and where explain, they come from I imagine explain, as well. a backlink is a backlink briefly. is when another website mentions you or links to your website it's yeah. as simple as that the bigger the better the website the more juice you get from them yeah. the more relevant the website as in if they were talking about wedding photography, for example, mm. then then that more juice so you get from So this is, well. a lot of listeners, <coughs> an example that people will resonate with is, as a wedding supplier, you might have a, a page saying, my recommended friends. Yeah. And then you link a florist, a DJ, a yeah. videographer. So yeah. anyone that's linked to your site, yeah. that's a backlink. That is good, but you're getting backlinks from people who are relatively the same pond as you yeah and with all respect to wedding supplies most wedding yeah. supplies are a pretty small pond compared to big websites so what you want is a big respectable Bigger website the yeah to backlink like yeah. for example i've got a i'm linked on a blog post on vogue amazing which that, amazing. so that Simple would be good that. wouldn't it yeah the older yeah. that link gets the less juice you get from it unless yeah. unless they revamp that page and that link yes yeah. absolutely that's a i don't know what vogue's rating is or domain authority is pretty good it's going to be pretty good and because we, we do it don't we? we we always we always always would have thought that to be on as many friends pages on their websites within the wedding industry mm. it's, it's giving you an extra really link but unless that website is that massive one, that one vogue link really will matter. outrank a hundred of those yeah, because yeah, it's Vogue. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I think the takeaway from that is find out which website is the so, best and the most best performing Google, and try and get a link on Google that. Google says this should just happen without you trying anything. You shouldn't do anything because if you just run an amazing business, people are naturally going to want links to it. Did you mm. purposely get that link from Vogue because you thought I want SEO juice or did it link come from just running a no, business? They, they, Vogue did a blog about a wedding and I just happened to be on it and they yeah. linked to me. And if you were a terrible videographer, that wouldn't have happened. No, because I wouldn't have been on that. No, way. you wouldn't have been on it. Yeah. That's my point. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, being, yeah, yeah, running yeah. a good business has led to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it does happen naturally, but you can also be proactive. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, for example, the Wedding Industry Awards. Yes. Um, obviously, you, you enter that, you're on their directory, you're linked yeah. back. I don't know That's how good their site is, but yeah. it's 
but no. it's but something you can do. Can I tell you the biggest, my biggest secret on this, I guess, is, is that it's wedding venues that I work the hardest on this. Now, it's not as big a backlinks as Vogue, and I've got backlinks from Sony and Petty Pixel and Metro News and all sorts of different places which have high authority, but it's venues that I'm active or proactively working on. Because yeah. and, and they're is, like attainable, aren't they? Maybe. Well, they're attainable, but, but still yes. pretty good. But if you get a backlink from a venue's website, it doesn't go out of date. Well, your Vogue link will go out of date eventually. Mm. Five years down the line, you might as well just not have it anymore, unless you get a new one. Because it's not being read anymore. It's not been read anymore. Yeah. No one cares about but it venues, anymore. It's people gone. are all venues, a busy wedding venue. venue they're always they're on the updating, website. It's so always on the website. Always looked yeah. at. Always there. And the second benefit to that is, is that if they find you in Google and then you're ven- you're on the venue's website, the link or a picture, then that's like we talked about before. The six six um, being six. It's been seen six times in like old fashioned yeah. print advertising. Then. Then yeah. they're more likely to. Plus, it's a relevant well. topic. Yeah. Like it's you're a wedding photographer, well. you're linked yeah. on a wedding venue. Yeah. Like, does that? Yeah. yeah. So, for example, Statham Lodge. You've been, you've done Statham Lodge. Yeah, Warrington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've did a wedding with you there actually. Um, they uh, they've had pictures on their homepage with a backlink from their homepage to my website for about eight years. Something yeah. like that. And only about two months ago, they changed their website and not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that backlink is now gone. Now, if I wanted, I don't know if I'm going to go to this effort, but I can contact them again and say, look, maybe they don't want my old photos. Those photos have been there for ages. I can yeah, prevent them move, with a, provide them with a new photo. supplier. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I suppose if people change their websites and you've got them links there, they're gone, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they might be really good for you. Yeah. You could even work out how many inquiries they've led to and how many bookings they've led to. Yeah. It's like, wow, that gave well, me an extra five bookings a year. I, I need don't to, track that I need either, to, yeah. I need to get back on there again and then you'd approach them, I suppose. This, this is, we talk about this, is maintain, like watering your seeds and getting in with those venues and maintaining those relationships, yeah. but in this case, maintaining your links. So maybe it's another reason yeah. why I got into SEO as well, because when I started my career, I definitely got tried to get in with venues, talked to them, got into them, got recommended by them, mm. and then the wedding supplier changes and it's gone. It, yeah, well, it, how true is that? You, yeah, for, you, one week they could meet a new person, and yeah. so they're fresher in the mind, so they start recommending yeah. you, and all of a sudden, with the, even yeah. with the best intentions in the world, you yeah. start falling. So down. people say SEO is a lot of work, which it can be, but I felt like that type of networking was a lot of work as well, and not yeah. the type. Of, well, I enjoyed SEO more than that side yeah. of things, and that's probably why I've led to <clears> not caring about venues. I do recommend it by some venues, but just going with SEO now. Yeah. This leads into the next question of. Um, how do you maintain your blog posts and your rankings over time? Is the things that you have to do to keep on top of it? Yes. Yeah, so what will happen is Google. One of the big factors of SEO, Google likes up to date content, stuff that's new and relevant. Okay. If you were to Google the phrase Wimbledon right now, right, what's going to appear on your phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you might be thinking, uh, I can't remember is that Alcaraz, well, whoever Alcaraz, was, yeah. Alcaraz, yeah, Alcaraz, won, we Alcaraz, called Alcaraz, it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you might be thinking there might be articles about him winning this on Sunday, right? But what day are we on today? Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. I promise you, if you googled Wimbledon now, all the articles have been written this morning. Okay. That's how big a deal Wimbledon is right now. That an article written two days ago when he won Wimbledon is now out of date and irrelevant. Mm. Right. Only stuff written this morning will, will be be now pushed. be relevant. Goes be back pushed. to the Vogue link that Absolutely. Adam Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. even though we are not that same levels of Wimbledon popularity, clearly, it's still relevant to the wedding industry. Yeah. So, for example, if I was to blog a wedding about Mittenhall, Mittenhall wedding photography, it ranks number one. Great. A two year period passes passes and 50 photographers blog Mittenhall wedding photography in that two period after me 
why the hell would I deserve to be number one still mm. when there's 50 newer, fresher blog posts? The more recent ones have got a better no, chance. Not, it's not all, yeah, a better chance is the best way. It's not just whoever does it the recent is first. It's not quite that, but, but it gives it a better chance. So my blog posts go out of date. And one of the reasons why, and I talk about this a lot on my course, you will Google venues and you'll see David's on page two for something. Well, I thought he was good at SEO. Why is he on page two? It's because I've just neglected that post. I haven't gone to the effort of revamping it. It was yeah. written three years ago. Mm. Now, if I went in and revamped it or updated it, those blog posts can then shoot back up again. Yeah. So how do you do that? So images and photos. So for me, I delete a couple of images, add in a couple of new images. Okay. Oh, okay. I delete some of the text. I write in some new text so the text is longer than it was before. I'm not sure how important that is, but I, that's how I do that. Anyway. <coughs> and therefore, and then I resubmit it to Google. Um, update it on my WordPress and then um, there's something else we'll talk, talk about in a minute. Remind me to come back to your search console. This could be a good thing for the listeners. Search console. Come back to that in a minute. Right. Okay. Could have started with that actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then, and then what happens is that often my, it will go up again. So for example, my Lake District blog post, if you went on my blog post now and had a look, it will say it was written in January 2023. That was actually the last time, time I updated it. Ah, it was actually first written in 2014. It's nine years. So because you've gone in and updated it, it I re-put the new date on. So my, my the, the history of my, there's more to the story actually, but there's more, the history of my late district blog post is it ranked number one, it drops. I update it, it goes up again, it drops. I update it, it goes up again, it yeah, drops. So you just got to keep doing that. I just, and my life, my SEO life is spent updating content, not writing new content. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. Let's pull it back from what you just said. Search console. So we could have started with this. What is a search console? So Google provides you. <laughs> I'll re-edit everything. Put it at the front. Google provides you with a platform to manage your website through Google, and it was formerly known as Google Webmaster Tools, which some people still reference it as. But yeah, now, yeah, we heard of that, but it's now called Google Search Console. Okay. Right. You Google wants two things from you. The first thing is, are you a real person with a real website, not a bot? So you need to put your website in and then verify it. How you verify it, it depends on your website and it gives you clear instructions on how to verify it. Basically proving you are the owner of that website. Yeah. Otherwise you could just do it to other people's, couldn't you? It comes with putting a bit of code in the back end. Google knows you're real. Next, it needs a sitemap. Okay? So if you went to the zoo, how, how, where were we? Blackpool Zoo. Blackpool yeah, yeah. yeah. If you went to Blackpool Zoo, you may have been with the kids recently, I don't know. Okay? Go to Blackpool Zoo, you know what's at the zoo. But if your two-year period passes and you go back to the zoo, you go, I can't remember what's at the zoo. What's the quickest and easiest way to know yeah, what's at the zoo? Someone gives you a map. Yeah. Well, you need to give Google a map. It's a massive misconception that Google crawls your website. It goes to your website, it goes to every page, every post, and looks at it all. That rarely happens. Google comes to your site map and looks at your map. And if you haven't given Google a map in your search console, you're very unlikely to ever rank well at all. Wow. This is, do you have to actively do this yourself? You have to actively this do some, this yourself. I've not got one of them then. So yeah. you have to create the map so Google knows where no, to look. You, you, your website has a map. Okay. Automatically. You just need to point oh, wait, Google. So it in automatically the, has it, you, Sorry, you automatically yeah. have a map. You just need to point Google in the direction of where your map is. Right. And okay. Depend, I can't tell you how to do that because that depends on your website. But again, really, yeah, so very I'm easy with, I'm with WordPress. For my site, again, it depends. It, okay. it depends. Well, it doesn't even the fact that I've got no idea what that is <laughs> means so, that I probably don't have Google. Most links. people I've worked with who have said that they have no idea what this is still already have it in place because somebody did it for them or it was done years ago or yeah. it was part yeah, of Google. Okay, Do you yeah. have Google Analytics? 
Yeah. You probably have Google Search Console as well. It's almost the same thing. Right. Okay. But this is, out of all of SEO, this is one of the only things you must do. Hmm. Yeah. So this is a good start. So this place. is, this yeah. is so where we should have started. There was a question I was going to ask you towards the end of what's the first thing that you would do if you were starting again tomorrow. First thing again is your Search Console. So that's, that's the biggest tip is you need one of them. That's a need thing. Okay. Yeah, I've worked with people in the past who have been ranking on page three or four for something and not doing too great. And they haven't done the search console. They did it and they went up two pages overnight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But 90% but of the community have done it. It's not a big thing, but make sure you've done it. You probably okay. have it. Even I, I, I'm yeah, really confident possibly, you have yeah. it. Okay. But if you, but what? people should be doing is going and checking because if they you haven't got it check. they're missing out yeah. big time in there you will also find other tools <coughs> and things to help you I don't use any of it they're the only two things I do verify your website point make sure a site map is submitted and that is it cool. so if, you've, if, you, if you're not running your own website you need to contact the person who does your website and just double check these certain just things just double check that they have yeah because not everyone's going to have the technical know how to do it but no, that, that, it is as easy as anything website goes to be honest yeah, with so you so you could get in touch with your web guy and he'd be able, he should know what he's yeah. doing with that have we got a site map Bosh. Yeah, it's a 10 minute job for somebody so don't let them charge you for 3 hours work <laughs> nice. that's the best tip of the whole <laughs> podcast um, I was going to ask about AI because obviously with the emergence of that and we talked about this on the last episode with Neil yeah. um, I could say to you well chat GPT an AI platform I could tell it to write me a blog yes, post yes. now with a specific search term yep. and it would do it he would do an okay job Does is that something that people could do uh, or is it good enough? Google wants real, genuine, helpful answers to the questions people ask in Google. Like genuinely helpful, okay? That is the ultimate goal of what Google's looking for in quality content, okay? Yeah, so it I'm is, looking for a Manchester wedding photographer. It is Google has said outright that they dislike AI content hmm. because it's not real, genuinely meaningful uh, develop. Because AI content is drafting what stuff people already know yeah, and collating it from together. Already, yeah, well, yeah. how's that advancing knowledge? Yeah. Would it? Would Google know yeah. that you've used? Well, this is it. So Google have said that categorically they do not like AI content. You should not use it. Okay. Then, I can't remember when it was, a couple of months ago, they said they're releasing a new algorithm that's going to up specifically target AI content. And if you're using AI content, you're going to be dropped. Okay? All right. This update came. It went. None of the AI content dropped. Or All very right. little of it. So, the question is, is, is Google going to just let AI content be? Which I think is very unlikely. Or, is Google just not clever enough to identify AI content yet? Mm. Well, they're going to have to accept it to an extent, maybe. But are they, though? Because well, no, at the end, end of the day, as I just said a minute ago, Google just wants genuinely meaningful, mm. informative content that helps somebody, that's brilliant. And is AI content that? It's good, yes, and it's collated other stuff, but is it... Well, like you said, it's not providing anything new. It's no, just no. borrowing from everything else. And part of, the, the Google's part of Google's algorithm is providing new information. So, yeah. for example, if you... Um, if, if this is not this is relevant to any topic in anywhere in the world about any industry if you've got you're not going to find 10 websites that say the same thing or similar information one of them might be ranking there just because they go off on a twist on something different mm. as gives a new angle well AI content at the moment is not going to be doing, doing that. that yeah mm. yeah so so I am not using any AI content at the moment at all for the reason that if Google isn't killing it yet 
it's probably going to kill it, it in the future. Is. Well, it's if it's going, if it's intelligent enough to be able to decipher and know the difference. Yes. Well, it, as AI advances, because we all know yes, it's, it's going to go through the roof in a few yeah. years. But at the minute, certainly, if you were to go into ChatGPT and copy and paste that AI-generated content and shove it in, Google would probably more likely recognise that yes. than if you took that, copy and pasted it, and tweaked it yourself. Yes. Like. Well, this you'd is be it. stupid to just copy and paste a blog post you from would. AI. You should be tweaking I it yourself. My, I haven't done this, and I'm tempted to give it a go. But my advice at the moment is, if you, is not use ChatGPT and just tweak it. The other way round. Use it as your a research. You know, we talked about theme words before and contextual words, niche vocabulary. Yeah, use ChatGPT as your way of researching those contextual words. Mm. And still write your own content that was written by yourself, yeah. but you're just stealing inspiration give, say, from give me a list of Don't, don't alter ChatGPT, just pick bits out of it and stick it in your own content. Right, I think... We're not a else. Though, I was going mean, to wrap up with our so closing kind of traditions, but is there anything else you want to ask on this topic? Um, no, I mean... Obviously, the best takeaway is if you are struggling with Sign this up. and you want to do it, is you need to get in touch with David Stubbs, don't you? And <laughs> well, either go yeah. on one of his courses because it is very, very complicated, I think, to, for people to do on their own. It is very complicated. Um, there's so much stuff you need to know and, and it's hard to teach it because there's no natural order. I mean, it's a very cliche. I do treat it like a jigsaw puzzle. I know that's a cliche thing. But there's so many pieces to it, but there's no order. And it doesn't really make sense until I've given you 90% of the pieces where you can start to see the picture. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think it's it perfect takes time for with someone to understand yeah. their specific situation yes. to then be able to help them. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose for any type of supplier listening that isn't a photographer, yeah. um, what they should be doing is going to Uber Suggest and seeing if their specific niche is getting yeah. searched for. For example, I did we'll do help. one search before we left. Lan Lancashire Wedding Singer has 10 searches per month. That's it. Huh. It's not very high at all. But if you were ranking... But is it still worth doing because it's yes, so, so niche? Yeah, but it can be because, yeah, because first of all, you, to, be, to be on page one for you should be Dead easy. easy. Yeah. Because yeah? it's said there's probably no more than 10 Lancashire wedding singers that's actively pushing their website. I, I, I'm not. just did it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> not oh, that you have to It's harder about. To, to not if, rank. If only your business would be better, Howard, if you'd done this years ago. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My business is just fine. You'd be fine, you'd be fine if you were doing this. Yeah, you could have been charging more per wedding. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so... But if you were ranking for Lancashire Wedding Singer, Cheshire Wedding Singer, Manchester Wedding Singer, North West Wedding Singer, Wales Wedding Singer, Liverpool Wedding Singer, Lake District Wedding Singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly you're building up a bigger, together. big... And this is how I do with my blog posts, because um, Manchester at the moment has 1,900 searches per month, as we've said before. Do you know how many searches per month Sand Hollow Bound Wedding Photographer gets per month? So Manchester's 1,900. Well, how many would you say for the I don't know, 50? It's 10. 10? 10. 10. So not very high, mm. but... But they rank on like 80 venues. They're specifically so like relevant people, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, and I get a lot of people searching for Manchester wedding photography. You don't know what budgets they have. You don't know where they're getting married, the type of wedding they're having. Whereas yeah. if they search Sand Hollow Brown wedding photographer, I'm you, more likely to You can to guess be, what kind of budget uh, they've probably got. guessing more like to have a larger budget I might be more applicable to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then you do that with 100 venues. And then you do that with all, as many yeah. venues as time allows. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Absolutely. I don't know about you. I've okay. been checking loads of search terms on Google today. <laughs> Closing traditions. Closing, closing traditions. Oh, questions. questions. Um, obviously, you've been a wedding photographer for a long time. You've done a lot of weddings. And there's always a story with, with some wedding. So the question is, what is the most, the funniest, most embarrassing story 
your, your best <laughs> craziest wedding story that you yeah have. i've got a best crazy wedding story but it's not necessarily an embarrassing one that's all well let let me, forget the word embarrassing me, just a really good funny cool. an interesting story anyway cool. so two nearly two years ago i was doing a wedding at the mandarin oriental hotel in hyde park posh five star in london london nice five-star hotel, you know, Michelin star, all that. Nice, well-to-do wedding with a lot of champagne being drank, a lot of guests. And they were having their wedding reception on the lawn outside. And on the back of the lawn, you've just got a small hedge kind of waist height. And behind that's Hyde Park, where anyone can just walk past and stuff like that. So we were just doing drinks reception, a lot of champagne, black tie, Jewish wedding. Yeah. Really nice. <clears throat> And then suddenly there was these loud voices like megaphone and wedding protesters arrived at the wedding. No way. Two I didn't even think there was such a thing. Two, two, well, they Who would protest the wedding? Oh, well, they weren't protesting the wedding as such. They were protesting rich people spending money on unnecessary things when there's, in their words, homeless people on the street next yeah, door. Okay. Right. So they were heckling the wedding? They were heckling the wedding. No with, way. They were in long white coats, heckling a wedding with megaphones on the Hyde Park side. Oh so my they, God. Nothing that the venue or the hotel could do about it. Oh my God, they <laughs> went carnage. to town. It was kind of- How did you deal were, with they that? They were swearing, they were insulting the bride and groom. They were saying about rich people and putting them down. We'll let you off if this is a vegan wedding. That's one of the phrases they used, oh which my clearly it wasn't. God. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, so did, that you, was, did you take uh, pictures of it? Of course, I took pictures, loads of it as well. Uh, it's kind of my kind of, I love anything that. We'll let you off if it's a vegan, vegan. wedding. <laughs> so, and this is where it got really Vegans interesting. Vegans are allowed. This is where it got really interesting because, um, yeah, mo all the guests started to kind of be ushered inside. Anyway, fair enough, fair enough. Some of the groomsmen took it upon themselves, probably after having a few champagnes, to kind of. See yeah, to these it, guys. Oh, right. I've never shown these pictures. I should, I'll, I, I'll have to show you off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't actually know where they are. I'll have to send them you. Um, they jumped over the fence, the gate, which was locked, and they basically completely beat the shit out of one of these guys. <laughs> and, and yeah, megaphones smashed. Um, oh, my Yeah, God. and really went to Battering them with their own megaphones. Punches were thrown and everything. And, and basically, and then, and I didn't know this until I was looking. I just, I literally jumped the fence too and just took pictures of the lot. I was just like, this is brilliant. <laughs> I love, I love that you were there getting pictures. Oh, going, this, this documentary photography is its best. I think that's the and only to, way to do it. I didn't know well until done. I took pictures afterwards that in the distance, before punches were thrown, there was a police van, literally on Hyde Park, sat there, but a red one, which I didn't know till later, is um, uh, ambassador of police for a, an embassy police. Oh, anyway, okay. so the police van then flew up like that, stopped. One of the groomsmen kind of ran away because he was a bit worried and stayed there. But they, they just threw the guys, the two protesters, in the back of the van and drove them away. Oh, good. Should have done that at the start, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of my crazy stories. That's, that's happened. Yeah, that is well very done. Very unique story. I've got, I've got a photo and, and, and videographers moan about photographers all the time. You know, you've got to get closer to the picture, the better the picture. So I was getting as close as I could. That is a, and, that is a good and one. My favourite picture is I've got a picture of... Um, oh, some people would do Was it like, it's like, it's like a, a there's a leg in, there's a leg in the air from one of the groomsmen and just kick the megaphone. The megaphone's Excellent. flying off and, and there's a piece of the megaphone in the air because it's broke the megaphone like as you oh, kicked Could we get that picture and blur out face and put it on <laughs> the, 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 the bride and groom enjoy those? The bride and groom 
Yes, they did enjoy them. And then, in fact, the, the groom asked me for that picture specifically after the wedding because I showed him on the back of the camera. I was like, this. And, um, and, <laughs> which I don't usually do. But anyway. yeah. And he actually sent it to that groomsman as a gift frame. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but then he did say afterwards to, to delete those pictures and I will have a copy, but never we'll show them. Never show them. Which is, oh, so maybe we which can is fair enough because post. it's, God no, you it. cannot because it's, <laughs> The, Sorry, it, it was, I was photographing something. Pe- pe- the wedding procession happened, and then people would argue that they shouldn't have then gone and started punching and kicking, and which is true. But anyway, that's, that's a crazy. <coughs> they probably shouldn't have beat the crap out of but them. They but they, yeah, they're, they're, it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. Does that mean Andy Murphy's wedding guest having a wee I next to so, him yeah. story? Yeah, I think so. That's more it's a good expected, that one, though. though. It's a good that one. But you'd, you'd, you could see that. Did Andy Murphy not tell the story? We put some, a, a guest in the back of his car and took them to hospital. Oh, oh, the broken leg was it? Broken leg story. Yeah. Oh, that put was them on. Put no, them on. I think the wee one. I think it just oh, sticks not, in his I've mind heard, so much. I've not heard the wee one. I've well, seen it's, the, on the, it's on one of our podcasts. You'll have to listen to, to episode uh, number Andy Murphy. Four. 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 Great story yeah. that David. Thank you very much <laughs> um, for sharing that. Uh, another thing that we ask everyone, every guest is um, obviously we're all in the wedding industry. If you weren't a photographer, what would you and you had to choose Swap a different trades. different trade within the wedding industry? Oh, within you? the wedding industry. Within, oh, within the wedding well, industry. I was about to say a racing driver. I can't yeah. say that. If you were yeah, doing if a different something else, something else. Yeah, the wedding, I, I can't wedding. do video, so it's definitely not video. I, I've never, I can't sing, so it's definitely not that. I could see you being like a hairstylist, like really camp. Yeah, I could <laughs> <laughs> really camp hairstylist. I could get yeah, at least camp hairstylist. I know more. I, I tell you what, I know more makeup than most people actually from photographing like 400 so brides. You, you could probably oh, do it. I recommend brands to brides. I recommend this. <laughs> yeah. I, I know when a makeup artist isn't doing as good as she could do. Honestly, I'm yeah. thinking, I've oh, been oh, it's just God. answered the question, hasn't oh, it? Oh my God. Yeah, right. Makeup artist. Makeup artist. There we are. I've been chopping with Jay, my partner, uh, and we've gone in the makeup shop and been like, "Oh, you all try this one. This yeah, one, yeah, yeah. this one. People love this one." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Honestly, I like that too. So honestly, I do that too." And um, yeah, and I know when I make, I know when a makeup artist is behind as well. I'm like, like going to mother of bride, going, she's definitely going to be ten minutes late. And it's yeah. like, how do you know that? An hour and a half. I know she's going to be late. So maybe not that you'd want to, but maybe you should be a makeup artist. <laughs> Right, so we're going to ask you in a sec if you've got cause we, uh, a, a question for the next guest, and that, that is a because we you, the idea is you don't know who that is, oh, so you just ask a question. Right, for we the got next one guest from Neil, answer. didn't we? Um, but yeah, but ne- so Neil asked knowing question. that it was me or not. No, he didn't so. know it was right, you. Okay. Um, but funnily enough, I, I maybe know the answer already because his question was: um, if you were trying to approach venues to work at a specific venue, what's the first thing that you would do? Your answer's got to be SEO related. <laughs> so, ask the question again. Ask, ask, ask the question the again. If Go on. You were to approach a new venue that you wanted to work at. What with the, SEO? You mean, right? No, just in oh, general. Right. If you wanted to work at a venue, yeah. What's the first like strategy you would use to get in that venue? To get in that venue, I would, I ring them. Oh, so because uh, I just assumed your answer would be SEO. I could ask, to, to work at a venue. I could e- I could easily rank. Yeah. I could easily create a blog post to rank for a venue. But if it's a brand, is it a new venue or just a venue you've not just, worked? Just at? one you've not been. Just to one that you want, yeah. maybe you want to work at. What would be the first thing I, you I do? I misunderstood your question. I, I could just so blog, I could just blog oh, a venue blog that I've never worked at hmm. and just put generic images at that. Yeah. I worked with a videographer a few years ago who blogged wedding videography Santorini and never been to Santorini before and book work in Santorini mm. just put generic videos up there for destination videos but yeah power absolutely. of SEO you can get into venues Anything. that no you've never even you have to have worked there before you just have to have images
images that are generic or something so, like that. Although Neil didn't know who would be on next, he asked the perfect question because it related <laughs> to what we were talking about. I don't know. Uh, You're going to so, ask me now what a question to ask the next person. Have, have, you, got a, have you got a question yeah. for the next guest? It has to be like businessy, wedding specific, specific as a as a wedding industry business related question. If apologies if it's not a good question. If you could quadruple your level of work, could you maintain that? Or if you couldn't, what would you put in place to maintain that level of work? Ooh, that's an interesting cool. one. It has to be okay. like significantly, you know, not just a few more bookings, but like. So if you were going to go to absolute like mayhem yeah, and really yeah. put the if work. If you really in. wanted to grow it into something big, it's, it's the question: How would you quadruple? How would you scale it? it? No, no. If it was quadrupled, if suddenly it was quadrupled. In, how would you maintain that level? Of work? What would oh, you have so to say put in it, place to, to from, run your business? From higher powers, all of a sudden, overnight, you just were inundated. Inundated with work. Would you? How would you how maintain? Would you how would you do, do it? How would you actually run your? How would you change your business to run that level of work? Hmm. I bet people don't prepare for that. So people can't answer. They can't answer that with, "Well, I just wouldn't. I'd still do the small amount. I no, just no, ignore no. it." You've, you've got. You've got. So how okay. if you were to, if you had 150 <laughs> weddings in for next year, how would you do that? Because it might be different for you because you you have to be at those weddings. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know who the next guest yeah. is. It might be that they could subcontract out some of this. Yeah, or yeah. Divert, well, we'll, we'll wait to see what Great you question. say. Cheers, mate. Right, we'll um, David Stubbs. Uh, I presume people can find you online. Um, obviously, there's good. I'm guessing there's going to be people interested in talking to you more about SEO just so that's my website just go so to for is, photographers is your SEO thing on your website it's on my website on the, ta- on the menu for photographers if you were to search on Google SEO workshop or training do SEO you, do wedding you, workshop training yes do I you rank, rank highly yes, I, <laughs> I could rank high because I don't put the, I get most of my work actually through recommendation for SEO for the SEO stuff contradictory yeah. but that's how most of my th- no through through groups pushing it Facebook groups well stuff. obviously yeah. If anybody ever asks us about SEO, we immediately we think of you, mm-hmm. and that, that you'd get that recommendation. We'll so. link it on the YouTube version of the podcast. Um, but yeah. if anyone's listening, then they want to find it, then they can find it on your website. David Stubbs, thank you very much. My Mate, it's been brilliant to have you, thank and you it's blown me. my mind. It, it's just hopefully uh, not too well, If anyone has any questions <laughs> about this. Uh, then fire them in and we can maybe send them across Yeah, we'll just send them directly to me. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, Perfect, mate. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Shuffle papers and pretend <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We're Think Wedding Business. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business and the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes. We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.